an entitled Karen tries to get me fired, not only making a formal complaint herself, but also forging a fake complaint from a patient, claiming that I was dressing too provocatively to be around any of the patients in the hospital. So I decided to get some revenge and eventually forcing her to put her two weeks notice in. And I've never felt better about getting revenge on anybody in my life. Here's what happened. So I work at a hospital that doubles as a research institution. Since I'm on the research side, I have to involve lots of other departments and most people with whom I work with are very chill and understand that I have to beseech them for things to do my job. I'm one of those people who's very on top of things, for which my co-workers really value. However, the one place where the camaraderie breaks down is with some of the nurses who work in my specific clinic. Honestly, I've done a good job making most of the nurses like me. I bring them homemade treats sometimes, and I'm always extra friendly and approbative with them. Some of them have their days regardless, and I just put up with them. Right after I first started working in that specific clinic, unfortunately, one nurse in particular, we'll call her Karen, had decided that I was on her blacklist. Karen hates doing work. She's like a kid playing Xbox. When their parents ask them for help with groceries, she'll moan and groan, and if she helps at all, it is with an angsty indignation. I needed a series of blood tubes drawn in clinic for a patient one morning. And guess what? Karen was the only nurse available. She was extremely put off by my asking her to help me out with this. She clearly did not want to leave her computer, which wasn't even open to anything work-related. But eventually she begrudgingly went and drew the tubes. She was also then unnecessarily profusely thanked by me just for doing her stupid job. I came back down later to get a prescription signed for another patient, and a different nurse asked me what I had done to upset Karen, because she had apparently been going off about me to anyone who would listen. I explained what happened, and the other nurse informed me that Karen was incredibly upset and also felt my outfit, which was a white medical coat, a modest blouse, work pants, and high heel boots, was apparently way too provocative. I thought to myself, what are you talking about? I just decided to let it go and try and avoid Karen as much as possible, but this did not work. I kept running into situations where the other nurses were busy seeing patients. I was forced to walk back into the nurse's triage room, which is off limits to patients, and ask this Karen to draw two more of these blood kits in the next month. She was never happy to see me, and she was always wasting time on her work computer when I entered the room. Maybe two or three days after the last kit was drawn, my supervisor called me into her office to discuss my presentation. She very nicely, and with pity in her voice, told me that she had received a report about my dress habits in patient-facing spaces. She said she personally hadn't noticed anything, but was obligated to discuss this with me anyways. I assured her I had no idea what she was talking about. I thought about confronting this Karen, but decided not to because this lady was a loose cannon. After a brief reminder of the dress code, I figured at least it was over. Well, it was not over. Two weeks later, a formal report was filed against me for my conduct in the clinic, and I had not even asked anyone to draw any kits in the interim. This went to the hospital and then my supervisor, who, even after reading the report, seemed totally clueless about what it could mean. I then explained what happened with this Karen, but then my supervisor told me that a second person had reported this as well, on the same day as who was obviously the Karen. This time, though, it was a patient. The patient had reported that I was dressing improperly for a patient-facing environment, but I asserted that no, I didn't do that, but I was nonetheless put on probation, which meant that my supervisor, against her will, now had to come with me when I saw patients in clinic for the foreseeable future, and a nurse manager would have to accompany both of us when she was 
was free since I was dressing provocatively in patient-facing spaces and that was her domain. But as you can likely guess from her browsing habits, this Karen was not the sort of person who needed more supervisors in her area. So this is when my malicious compliance came in. Fine, you want to punish me and force me to work in the eyesight of supervisors? Alright, let's get the supervisors down here as quickly as possible. My next in-clinic patient came in two days and it was one of those visits that involved the protocol kits, which meant I was forced to ask one of the nurses to draw the patient's blood. I informed my supervisor and we set off down for clinic. The nurse manager was in that day, so she accompanied the two of us. We all went back to the triage room so that I could ask for help with the blood draws. Karen and one other nurse were there as well. What we saw upon entering was the other nurse entering vital signs for a patient straight into our health database and the Karen was sitting at her desk with an online clothing retailer open in one monitor and Facebook open on the other. I asked for Karen's help drawing the kit and she sighed heavily and spun around just to see two higher ups looking on with disdain at her work's computer. In embarrassment she swiveled back and closed those two tabs which revealed and you can't make this stuff up certain products that are kind of sketchy to be looking at at work if you know what I mean. And that had been open in another tab about which this Karen had clearly forgotten about until now. I just smiled and handed her the bag like nothing happened. In the hall my supervisor and the nurse manager were talking about Karen's display just now. Apparently she had been previously warned about goofing off at work. The nurse manager told the supervisor that she was going to check all of Karen's work computer activity which I actually didn't know any supervisor could readily access. What followed was so incredibly beautiful that I hope made the ending of this long post well worth waiting for. According to the nurse who had initially asked me what I had done to upset the Karen, her activity was completely searched. She was revealed to have spent hours upon hours every day browsing the web, shopping online, and using social media. Since she had been previously warned about this behavior, she was given a formal write-up. But this was just the beginning. The day after the three of us went down to the clinic, my supervisor called me into her office again. She told me that Karen had fabricated the patient complaint about me and posted it from her work computer. Now, how do they learn about this, you might be asking? Well, it's because she saved a draft of the message that reported me to the hospital, and she had accessed the patient complaint page the same day. My supervisor sincerely apologized for the hassle and told me I was no longer on probation. As for this entitled Karen, apparently fearing the worst, she put in her two weeks notice in the same day after getting wind that she was in some far more serious trouble. For reasons I will never understand as long as I live, the hospital chose to let her quit after two weeks instead of firing her on the spot. Maybe they knew what a nightmare she was and were comfortable letting her quit on her own accord. It's not as though she was due to glean any glowing references from this experience anyways. Maybe they just wanted some extra work. I mean, our clinic was very short-staffed for nurses at the time anyways. In any case, they chose not to fire her and let her quit on her own time. On the Karen's last day, I ventured down to the triage room to retrieve some outside records from their printer. When I entered, the Karen was alone and browsing Glassdoor. I unbuttoned my whole white coat and told her loud, hey, good luck with your next job. I hope the next employees you deal with are less provocative. She slowly spun around with a scowl on her face, and then I walked out, and I never saw that entitled Karen ever again. Honestly, I can't stand co-workers like that. Not only do they not want to work there, but they're also miserable, and it seems like they have a vendetta against you, and they want you to be miserable as well. Like, that seriously is so unfair. The original poster didn't do anything wrong. If anything, they just wanted to do their job and get it done. And unfortunately, that involved other people doing their job as 
well. Like this Karen nurse has no business being in the medical field. They don't care about people in the slightest. They don't care about anyone in fact. They would rather spend all day on social media or shopping online or looking up sketchy things instead of doing their job and saving lives. Like seriously, if you hate your job that much, it might be time for some kind of career change. And how crazy is that that she made up a false claim from a patient just to get this person in trouble all because she asked them to draw some blood? Like seriously, was it worth your job? Was it worth trying to ruin someone else's career just so you could try and get some petty revenge? I'm really with the original poster here. That entitled Karen should have been straight up fired instead of waiting two weeks. I mean, I totally get that you guys are short-staffed, but let's be honest. She wasn't doing anything to assist that hospital in the slightest. So good for the original poster for getting some well-deserved revenge. This entitled Karen absolutely had it coming, and it's really nice to finally see justice get served. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also follow Am I the Jerk on Instagram and Twitter to see all the stories that couldn't make it into the videos. Today, I messed up by getting stuck on my roof like a complete idiot, forcing me to call the police to try and help me out, which resulted in my embarrassment getting even higher than before. Here's what happened. Okay, so this actually happened yesterday, but I've only just mentally recovered enough to speak about it. So it was a sunny day, and in my flat, the only place the sun really hits is the window facing onto the roof and the streets below. I decided, obviously, to sit on my windowsill with the window wide open and get some sunbathing in. I don't spend that long on the windowsill because I get hungry and I eventually decide to go back in, swinging my legs round back into the living room. Somehow I managed to knock my phone off the edge with my hand and it goes flying further onto the roof. My flat is on the top floor and the roof slants for a bit and then it's just kind of flat. So it's not the most dangerous roof out there. Obviously, I'm not just going to leave my phone out there because what if it rains? Like I need my phone. Anyways, I go and get it by scooting over to it really slowly so I don't trip and fall off the edge. I'm being so safe about it. Surely nothing can go wrong, right? Well, as I get out from under the window, which opens upwards, I must have knocked it, making it fly shut. Not fully, but it closes the latch, which you need to push up just to open. My jaw has never dropped so fast in my life because of course this happens to me. Of course this happens when all my flatmates are out of town. I panic a little bit, but I'm thinking to myself, I just need to push up the latch from below. It'll be fine. I find some kind of metal bar further on the roof because this building is falling apart. I mean, it's seconds away from just straight up disintegrating. I manage to slip my hand through the tiny gap in the side and I try with all my strength to push the latch up. When I tell you I sat there for like 20 minutes trying to push this latch up, I'm not joking. My hand and arm is all scratched up because of it. Well, I get nowhere with that metal bar, so I decide to call my friend, who has a lot more common sense than I do. They tell me to call 911, so I do exactly that. I'm already embarrassed because I've been stuck on this roof for long enough already, and now I have to tell the authorities how I managed to get stuck on the roof like an idiot. They come five minutes later, sirens and all, and they call me again. I scoot closer to the edge and I wave down to them, and while on the phone, I tell them I can just chuck my keys down to them so that we don't have to shut down the entire road just to get me down. But nope, that's not gonna happen. They put up the safety tape, and they start to maneuver the cherry picker just to try and come and get me. I'm actually considering just jumping off at this point. I'm so embarrassed. Not only have I done the dumbest thing imaginable and locked myself on the roof, now literally everyone in the entire city has come by to see what is happening. Like there's a crowd waiting outside the tape just to see what happened. I eventually get on the cherry picker and I get down, which is actually quite cool that I got to be on one. Even though 
this was all incredibly humiliating. After I got down, I was so set to run back into my flat and just never leave it again. But of course, the police have to ask me if I'm having a mental health crisis, so I have to tell them, no, I'm just a complete idiot. And they probably agree with me, honestly. I mean, I wouldn't blame them either. Anyways, I obviously told everyone in my life about this, because now that I think about it, it is kind of hilarious. I don't think my parents are very proud of me anymore, but I mean, whatever. They raised me like this, so this is kind of their fault. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That is honestly hilarious. Here you are just trying to get your stupid phone, and then suddenly there's an entire crowd watching your stupid self get off the roof. I mean, that honestly really sucks. I know I would be embarrassed in that situation, so I really do have sympathy for the original poster. And I also think it's really dumb how the police didn't just go into your house and open the window. Like, they very easily could have done that, you gave them permission, and you were willing to throw down your keys so they could do that. That really seems like the most obvious thing to do in this kind of situation. So next time you decide to go out on your windowsill, make sure there's something there to stop the window from closing. Because while this really was an embarrassing moment in your life, let's pray that this doesn't happen again by accident. An entitled Karen freaks out at the store I'm working at, all because she doesn't get the discount that she demands. And I'm honestly so sick of people like this, and I seriously hope I never deal with her ever again. Here's what happened. I work at a popular dollar store chain in a small town in Texas. We have an old computer system that occasionally needs to be reset due to its glitching. Before the events of this story, we had a problem with some coupons that wouldn't ring up properly, which caused a small bit of a line to pile up at my register, which was the only open register at the time. Most of the customers were super understanding and kind. They usually are. But this one particular person wasn't the most friendly. That's okay. I can deal with grumpy or impatient. I'm almost always in a good mood, and I'm happy to help out. It may sound surprising, but I really love my job and my customers. This lady, we'll call her the Karen of the story, sets down five of those candy packages with the five pieces of on-brand chocolate inside a rectangular cardboard strip on the counter. We had a sale for five for five dollars for candy of that same brand. This is where things immediately got rocky. I began scanning, and as I was telling the last customer to have a nice day, she cuts me off. Yeah, okay, I need you to total those and see the price for the five for five dollars to see if you will actually apply this coupon. Okay, let's get started then, I guess. So I smile and I say, of course, we can absolutely check that for you. I told 
total the candies up and the discount doesn't apply. I say to her, I'm sorry, ma'am, it doesn't apply. This Karen gets huffy, rolls her eyes and says, yeah, y'all did this the last time. You're shorting me my discount. I check the packages to see if they apply to the discount and immediately I noticed they weren't made by the same brand or company. Karen, as I looked at the candies, loudly stated, they're Hershey made chocolate. I already checked. Now, I didn't wish to argue with her and I thought that maybe our system had made an error. I say to her, okay, I'm sorry for the inconvenience. I'll go check with my associate to see if we can figure out what the issue is. The entitled Karen crosses her arms, says okay, and begins talking to the nice man behind her, who had a full card waiting patiently while I walk behind a shelf to find my co-worker. I heard this Karen loudly ranting to the man, this is why I don't come here. They are so slow and always on their phones. I didn't know what she meant. We tend to keep off our phones unless in the break room. I come back after telling my co-worker, an absolute saint of a woman, that I need her assistance. Alright, she's on her way. I smile to the man and the Karen and I say, we can go ahead and scan the rest of your items, ma'am, while we wait for her to come around. I begin to scan the items before I get one of the last bags of candy before the Karen says, don't scan that one. Caught off guard, I say to her, what do you mean? She said, don't scan that one. It's a dollar difference, which is what you owe me for that candy. That way you won't be shorting me. I hesitate and I say to her, ma'am, I'm sorry, but I can't legally do that. She scoffs and I try to explain. We can scan all these items and at the end of it, when my coworker gets here, we can figure out if it's the system and see if we can fix the discount for you. She once again cuts me off. She says, okay, do whatever you need to do. I forced a smile and I finish the item. This is too much trouble, the Karen says to the nice man who says something with humor to lighten the situation. The Karen speaks again. This is why I stopped coming here. She is taking forever because she is back there playing on her phone. She was referring to my coworker who had been on break inside of our break room eating and scrolling on her phone. I speak before I can think and I say, well, she's actually on break. And to my surprise, this made the entitled Karen stop talking with my coworker on the way to save the day. Thank God. She put her key in the system and asked what the problem was. Before I could even begin to explain, the entitled Karen cut me off. This is five for five dollars and it's not giving me my discount. Y'all owe me a dollar discount. Okay, well, let's see what we can do. My coworker does some magic with the system and sets it right to get this lady her precious discount. Okay, there we go. I say to her to then total the items. Finally, the Karen says. She pays for her items, gives a half-hearted thank you, and then storms off out of the store. I say to her, you're welcome, and then immediately went to the next customer. Sorry for your wait, sir. He just chuckled and cracked a few jokes, saying that it was okay, and relieved me of my stress. It turns out that the lady was wrong about the discount, and I had been right to check the candy, because it was not, in fact, applicable to this discount. We went to check back because it was strange, even for the system to mess up like that. My coworker just added the discount to defuse the situation from getting any worse than it already was. And honestly, I hope I never have to deal with that Karen ever again. That honestly leads me to believe that she did that on purpose. She used the classic tactic of overwhelming the person at the front desk just to try and get what they want. She was rude. She was hateful. She was demanding that you not check certain items. Like she was clearly trying to hide something pretty obvious in front of everybody. And that's not fair for you in the slightest. Like think about it. You're just trying to do your job. You don't want this hassle. You want to check her out and get her out the door and then stop thinking about her. But at least your associate had some kind of insight to just give her the discount and send her on her way. And hopefully for the sake of you and everybody else in that store, you never have to deal with her ever again. Am I the jerk for hiding food from my boyfriend after he eats all the good junk food all in one sitting right after I went shopping? Here's what happened.
happened. So my boyfriend and I have been together for years and we now live together. We don't have kids and we're very happy and we have good communication. There's just one issue that drives me nuts. We use a joint account to buy food for us, usually shopping together a few times a month and then one of us picking up things here and there. I cook dinner almost every night and we don't eat a ton of junk, but occasionally I'll buy things we both love for a weekend or just to indulge here and there. The issue is that I go to bed on the early side and he stays up late and goes full ham on any junk food we have around on any given night of the week. I'm talking an entire family sized bag of chips and the entire container of queso. It'll all be gone in one sitting that I was saving for Friday night margaritas. I went to make us root beer floats with a quart of ice cream and two liters of soda and they were gone from shopping two days prior. He doesn't ever replace things. He just gives me a sheepish smile when I ask where the rest of something is knowing that he ate it all. So last night after cleaning up the kitchen from dinner, I put all the candy and chips and anything shelf stable in a different place where he wouldn't find them. He went ballistic after I went to bed that all the good food was gone, even though I had just cooked a nice dinner. I told him, well, welcome to my world, as this is constantly happening. When I go to have anything that's been purchased, he said I was treating him like a child, and I said he was acting like one. I don't care that he indulges, but to literally finish off every bit of something that's been bought for both of us to enjoy is honestly getting really old. It's not a weight thing or a money thing. I just want him to leave maybe one portion for me, or maybe we can enjoy something together. So until he can show me some kind of willpower, I told him I won't be keeping any junk food around for him to gorge himself on unless it's something that he's purchased on his own account. Part of me thinks that this is funny, which is why I might be kind of a jerk, but I think he needs to figure out how to share, as well as needing to figure out how to not consume the entire lot in one sitting, or figure out how to buy his own treats. So am I the jerk for hiding food from my boyfriend? No, I don't think you're the jerk in this situation. He is literally eating all the food in one sitting. Like you bought this so both of you can enjoy it, but he's going literally out of his way to eat everything all at once. Like seriously, this guy needs to find some limits. So if hiding it kind of wakes him up to the way he's been acting, then I seriously don't see that as a big deal. Because the way he's acting is incredibly selfish, and he needs to learn to share. Otherwise, the food is always just going to stay hidden. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.